Good morning. Welcome to Bridgewater. It's so great to have you here with us this morning. And it is so exciting to talk about all the things that God has done um, through all of Bridgewater and right here in Tunkhannock. And as we get started, I'm going to share a story with you. Um, many years ago, in a galaxy far, far away, okay, not in a galaxy far away, but when I was a teenager in Ohio, about 17, 18 years old, um, I became involved in my youth group. And during that time, um, God transformed my life. He changed my life and my friend Joe's life. And we wanted other people to know about it. So we began to constantly invite people to youth group. Um, we would go to school in our public high school, and we would just all the time be inviting people to youth group. Uh, we were involved um, on the football team. And while we're on the football team, we were sharing Christ with people. And my friend Joe would lead the team in prayer before every game. And God was just doing great things. And we were seeing kids come to know Jesus as their leader and forgiver. And it was just, it was a really exciting time. And it got so much that we were bringing people so much that my poor little 1990 Chevy Cavalier, um, it got very full. It got very full, so full, in fact, that I was worried that, like, the, about the shocks. All these football players piling in, and then it would just, I thought it would be dragging on the ground by the time that we got there. But it survived somehow, and we continually brought teenagers to youth group and, and just began to see them coming to know Jesus. And it was just awesome. And, and this is not my car. I, could, I couldn't find a picture of mine. Um, I always say mine was a little cooler than that because it had five-star aluminum wheels. And it was, yeah, really cool. But anyways, um, but, I, but it would get so full, and, and, but I loved it because we had opportunity to bring people uh, to youth group. And, um, and one time... This is, this is the don't try it at home moment, so I'm saying don't try this at home. But my friend and I, we were driving um, down the road, and um, there was a hitchhiker, and of course, we're all in that, oh, let's share Jesus with everybody. So we invited the hitchhiker to hop in the car, and um, we, we drove, and he, he was on his way to work, and... Um, and we, we drove to work and shared the gospel of Jesus with him. And it was just great. He, he didn't end up um, accepting Jesus as his forgiven leader, but it was just an opportunity to share about Jesus with him. And, and just, it's just so exciting to share Jesus with people. And <clears throat> there's really nothing more rewarding, I think, than living a life fully devoted to Jesus and sharing about him with others. I'll never forget first coming, my family, when we first came to Bridgewater Church back in 2019. And I remember looking at the signs, and it said, life is better connected, save people, serve people, found people, find people. We give because he gave. Everyone has the next step, right? All the signs out there. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. The mission is right in front of you. And then as we attended, we learned that, those are the missions that drive this church. Those are the values that drive Bridgewater Church. And, and, and 
coming here all along was just exciting. We get to be a part of this. We get to be a part of what God is doing here, and he continues to do great work. Josh had mentioned like, that, that there had been 80 salvations and 70 baptisms throughout Bridgewater. And so I just wanted to share with you guys that in Tunkhannock, we've had 12 people that have recognized Jesus as their leader and forgiver. And, and we've had 18 that have made their next step in baptism and following Jesus. And, you know, we celebrate what God is doing in the lives of, of everyone. And it's not, we, we talk about salvations, we talk about baptisms, but as Josh said, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, too, of work, just day-to-day work and, and that God's doing in people's lives that, that not everybody gets to see. Um, but he's just continuing to do great work. Um, we've experienced a tremendous amount of growth in Bridgewater as a whole, but particularly here in the Tunkhannock uh, campus. We ended the year last year to 2022 with an average of 264 attendance. All right. Now <clears throat> we ended the year with that. And then now the average for the month of January in 2023 is 311. <clears throat> so we had, we had 41 go through discovery class in 2022. Now, you may be like, why, why is he getting excited about discovery class? Well, if you talk to me long enough, you'll find out. But I just love to know like, and understand like, who God is and, and why we do what we do here at Bridgewater. And that's, that's what discovery class does. You, you, you get to learn what we're all about, and you get to see how you may, might make your next steps. It's sort of like an avenue to say, what are my next steps? How can I find out what they are? Discovery class is a great place to do that. So I get really excited when we have people attend that class. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, I mean, my hope is that we could fill that class and that um, and we get more and more people that are able to make their next steps with Jesus. Because ultimately, we want to focus in on what the biblical model is that's described in Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> um beginning in verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You see, because the goal is to see people in the church be equipped to do the work of the ministry. So I have a, a slide here to illustrate that for you. It's potential church growth. Um, as, as we see a growing church, you see that first part says, pastors do all the work of ministry, serving, praying, and caring. That's on the other end of church growth, where church growth doesn't happen as much. And you see the arrow pointing the other way, and it says, people do the work of the ministry, serving, praying, and caring. Okay, so the, the idea is that just, it's not all about Adam and me. It's our job to equip the leaders and 
equip you to do the work of the ministry. So when we encourage you to lead a small group, to serve in kids' ministry, or in guest services, or in student ministry, and and so on, it's not because we just like to say it. It's because that's what the Bible tells us to do. We won't just let you go in a ministry, have you fend for yourself. We want to make sure that you are equipped to do the work. Not only is this biblical, this works. If you've been bewildered as to how Bridgewater is growing, part of it is because of you all. When we did our church survey in the fall, the number one reason in Duncanic for why people come was friendliness and the belonging that they felt. Listen, the pastors were expected to be friendly and welcoming, right? That's not what makes a friendly church. It's all of you serving in kids' ministry and guest services and worship team and so on. It's the work that you do that makes this a friendly church. Bridgewater has a goal of 100 salvations for the year. I think that God could use us here in Tunkhannock to see 20 people come to know Jesus. Bridgewater has a goal for 100 baptisms this year, and I think God could use Bridgewater Tunkhannock to participate in that and see 20 baptisms. Now, Bridgewater as a whole has a goal to see 200 more people attending all of Bridgewater. And so I, did, I took a look at the math on this, okay? I said, if you, if you figure that math out, it would be 40. So then our part in that would be 40. But there's a problem with that. The problem is, is that in January of this year, we've already exceeded that 40, okay, by quite a bit. So I said, all right, well, let's just go for a goal of 100. 100 new attenders here, Bridgewater, Tunkhannock. And I know what you might be thinking, you're going to be falling out the windows, right? But that's why God has provided for us a new building um, that's going to get remodeled this year, and I'll talk about that later. But God's doing great things here, and he's using you guys. And you know what? You might say, all right, Kurt, why all this talk about numbers? Is that, is that all what you guys care about are numbers? Well, no, but yes, partially. Um, in that, because one number represents one soul that is loved by Jesus. Every person that walks through that door, every person that we get to interact with at school or at work each week is a person that Jesus loves. We have the privilege to love them as Jesus does. That brings me to our main passage for today um, from the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church and to believers today. 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, we're going to read verses 1 to 6. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or, ask, or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read. They can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. 
This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we're qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has, entru- he has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not written of laws, but of the spirit. The old covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. Have you ever thought about that before? If you have trusted Jesus as your forgiver and leader, then you are a letter of Christ. You are a representative of who Jesus is to the people around you. I'm going to say that again. If you've trusted Jesus as your forgiver and leader, then you are a letter of Christ. You are representative of who Jesus is to the people around you. You may feel inadequate to serve Jesus, as do I. But our adequacy comes from Jesus. Not to do things on our own, how we want to do them, but to do the ministry that God wants us to do. So as you're here each week, and you hear from us on Sunday morning, and you learn in small group each week, Take what you're learning and teach others about Jesus. If there's an area where you lack understanding, talk to your small group leader. Talk to myself or Adam or the person in charge of the ministry that you're in. As we celebrate what God is doing, let us look forward to seeing how God will use each of you in this year. Let's take a look at some of the goals that we have for our campus this year. We mentioned the 20 salvations. We mentioned the 20 baptisms. We mentioned the 100 new people attending. And then we also, we want to move into a new remodeled building by September, October 2023. Yeah. So I want to qualify that. That's the goal. Um, (laughs) uh, Lots of work has to be done to reach that goal. So... Um, If somehow it doesn't make it in September, you know, don't get mad at me. Um, uh, But it may, you know, but all in God's timing. But that's the goal is to see that happen by the fall of 2023. Um, And, and, you know, God is going to continue to use us in that um, building as well, in that space. Um, Because the next part of that is the use of the new building and property by the community. Um, there's been folks that have already reached out to me from the community that have asked um, to use space there. Um, we want to be involved in this community. We want to be part of this community, and we want to show how much we love them. So that's one of the things we want to see happen at our new space. Um, next, we want to, uh, this is something starting this year, the pilot a soul care program to train lay leaders to minister to the emotional needs of others. This is if. Uh, something that's passionate, uh, it's something that's on my heart, and I would like to, uh, so I'm going to begin to work on that. So that's a new one. Um, the next is to equip men to be godly leaders in their family, career, and church. Um, uh, Adam and I have both been involved with this in equipping men um, in mentorship, uh, and we want to continue to train 
uh, men to be godly leaders in that way. Uh, next, student ministry. Uh, we want to average at least 20 students per week. I think we're already getting close to that as that's growing. I think Adam said something like 17 the other day. Um, so we're moving in that direction. Uh, kids ministry, we want to train up five new teachers. I want to say, like, I want to give props to, the, to the, those that work in kids ministry. I know that, like, you know, you're, you're, sometimes you're shorthanded and you don't always have everything you need. But I tell you what, they do an amazing job with your kids. And... Um, even when they're, you know, sometimes not enough uh, help. But um, that's another prayer is that we would have five new teachers in the kids' ministry. Um, and then 60 attending discovery class. I explained that before. Uh, that would be awesome to see that many people coming through to consider what their next steps might be um, in their walk with Jesus. And then next, we just keep going here. We're just going to keep going. Um, the next is a youth drop-in center. This particular, uh, this particular ministry is not, would not be a, a ministry of Bridgewater Church. It would be a, a community, faith-based ministry that um, a couple of us are part of the team to help to make that happen in the community. Um, so that will be something that will be coming that you will have the opportunity to jump in and get involved with. Um, we want to train up two to three new small group leaders. We want to see an average of 25 more people coming to small groups, and we want to equip and strengthen our current leaders to grow personally in their walk with Jesus and in their area of ministry. And then there's a, there's a lot here. We, 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 we have a lot of big dreams to see what God's going to continue to do. We're satisfied with the status quo. We want to see God do beyond what we can ask or think. And, um, and the next here is, is the launching of a new campus. Um, in order to do that, we need to continue to train new leaders. Um, we need to reach an average of at least 350. And I want to say, and for many of you may not know this, but this campus started in 2016. Tunkhannock Campus did. And that happened because there were folks at Bridgewater Montrose that said, I'm going to answer that call that, to go to Tunkhannock and to start a campus in Tunkhannock. And you know how exciting that is. And, and so what, what I wanted to do right now in this moment is if you were part of that team or that ministry the first year, Bridgewater, Tunkhannock, I would like you to stand up, please. That's awesome. Thank you for your faithfulness in, your, in serving. And that's, you know, God does great things in our lives and he uses the great things. I mean, he uses us. Um, he uses us and look where we're at today because of what God has done and how he's used those who have been faithful to God's calling. So obviously, serving in a ministry is one way you can help us reach our goals this year. But I'm going to challenge you to become involved with a, a, a few things here. Earlier, I mentioned the friendliness, the belonging, and the welcoming, and as the reasons why people love Bridgewater. And we can strategize and we can make every effort to meet goals in church. But Jesus is the head of the church. He needs to be our main focus. We need to focus upon him. He is the one who ultimately changes lives. 
The great thing is he chooses to use us. We are his letter. We are his ambassadors to go into the world and to tell others about him. But in order to do what he's called us to do, we must pray. And so I'm going to ask that you'd either commit to all three of the things I'm going to share, or at least commit to one of them, all right? And this first one is to pray. Pray, committing to praying every morning that God changes your life and the lives in Tunkhannock and the surrounding area. So he works in and through you to the people in this community. So I ask that you'd commit to praying that. Number two, to serve. Commit to serving Jesus in ministry. God has gifted us in all sorts of different ways. And I see it all the time. And um, I'm thankful for it. Um, and so God, is, God has called us to serve. So I'm asking that this may be one of the things that maybe God's pricking your heart about to commit to serving Jesus in a ministry. And then finally, to invest. Committing to helping out a neighbor or someone in need. Building good relationships with people in the community. Investing in the lives of other people. Loving on them with the love of Jesus Christ. So I'd ask as, as, as we go this week that you think about those things. Pray, serve, and invest. Which ones are you going to commit to one, to two? Maybe you're going to say, Kurt, I'm going to do all three. But I'm praying that God will do great things this year as he continues to do. And we'll thank him for it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your free gift of salvation through your son, Jesus. That's why we're here. You sent your son to die on the cross and to rise again to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could have life. And God, it's the dark world that we live in, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would, that we would be a light that would shine and that we would see, that people would know and understand who you are and just how awesome it is to follow you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.